Welcome back to Living Inspired Podcast, where we bring you stories of extraordinary individuals who are living their lives with purpose and inspiring others along the way. Hi, I'm Chanel Johnson. Hello, and I am Cameron Munoz. In today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with a truly remarkable father-son duo who embody the essence of living inspired. We are thrilled to introduce you to John and Mark Cronin, the co-founders of John's Crazy Socks. It is so fitting today that we're having them on the show because we celebrated Father's Day, and it is such a wonderful story of this father-son duo. John's Crazy Socks is not just a sock company, it's a beacon of happiness and inclusivity. This incredible organization was founded by John Lee Cronin, a young man with Down syndrome, and his father, Mark Cronin. Together, they share a love for colorful and fun socks and a deep desire to make positive difference in the world. What sets John's crazy socks apart is their unwavering commitment to empowering others with differing abilities. They provide employment opportunities to people with diverse talents, but that's not all. With every purchase, they also donate 5% of their earnings to the Special Olympics and an organization that supports and celebrates the achievements of, of individuals with intellectual disabilities. John and Mark's journey has touched the lives of countless people, and their inspiring message has reached national events and online platforms alike. Now they join us on the Living Inspired podcast to share their incredible story of resilience, passion, and the pursuit of happiness. And as a special gift, John and Mark have offered our listeners a 10% discount from their online store. Just go to their website, www.johnscrazysocks.com to make a purchase and enter the coupon code INSPIRED10. Enjoy the show. to the Living Inspired Podcast. And today our guests are John and Mark from John's Crazy Socks. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here. I, I really great. We're really glad to be here. Thank you for having us on Thanks your so podcast. Much. Awesome. Oh, I'm so happy to meet you. I've been looking forward to this interview for a long time and meeting both of you and hearing your inspiring story. Um, so tell us about yourselves. Who wants to go first, Mark? Oh, I'll go first. Okay, um, okay. My dad said to me all the time, um, I, 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 I... You want me to introduce you? Yeah. Okay, yeah. first, what's your name? I'm John, and I, I, I have Danitrum, and I doubted from never hold me back. No. And my name? My did my partner. I hear my father. <laughs> um Mark Axronin. So I'll tell you a little bit about John. Yes, okay? go ahead, Dad. You are 
an entrepreneur? Yes, I am. You're now a sock tycoon. Yes, I am. I'm a sock tycoon. Right? John's <laughs> wow. the world's largest sock store. Yes. You are a public speaker. Yes, I am. I'm speaking now. You're speaking now. Very good. <laughs> um, you're a philanthropist. You yes. donate a lot of money. Yes, I, I flap my wings. Yes. Um, you're an athlete. You've been in Special Olympics since what age? Uh, I went at, went at five years old. How old are you now? I'm 27, and, and I'm single. And you're single, huh? Eligible. Wow. Eligible. <laughs> single it. and eligible. Oh, I love you're, it. you're a dancer? <laughs> yeah, I'm dancing. Right? You host an online Hi. dance party? Yes. You're uh, a good friend? I am a good friend. You're a good brother? Yes, I am. I have a great brother. And, um, well, you said you're single. You used to have a girlfriend. So you're very smooth. I'm very smooth. You're all of these things, and you happen to have Down syndrome. I did. But the Down syndrome does not define John. It's just part of who John is. So that's you, right? That's me. And me, I'm the old guy. Um, I've done a lot of different things. Uh, uh, school. Uh, he goes to school and uh, uh, I could it by my dad. He is he is a great father. He is uh, a great <laughs> he great uncle. Yeah, well, I don't know about these things. We can get your brothers. They could offer some alternative opinions. Uh, <laughs> but I've done a lot of different things. I, I uh, taught school. I um, worked in the healthcare arena for a long time. I ran the New York City Medicaid health program. Um, started and ran a series of management and consulting firms to try to figure out how do we better deliver health care to the poor. Um, mm-hmm. But I've also organized political campaigns. Yes, I, 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 I a software, started a software company for a while. And you have a great, beautiful, stunning wife. I do. I have a stunning oh. And if I don't do right, she stuns me. Um, <laughs> And if we make it to June, oh, we'll be married 42 it. years. Oh, I killed me. Oh. Oh, wow. All right. So I'm sorry. We rambled on. Oh, no, I love it. Great. Where are you great. located? Uh, are we are we in New York. Uh, we live in Long Island. We live in Huntington. I, uh, are we in the office right now in, in Farmingdale? Uh, we're 45 miles by, uh, by, by New York City. Okay, that's and good. Okay. That's good. Cool, awesome. Oh, I love it. Do you know where Springfield Gardens is? We do. Okay. Yes, uh, in there. That's where I'm from. Oh, there you go. Oh, I, I, yeah. He born in Queen at Bedside. And long time oh, okay. ago, before, before we had you, we lived down in the Rockaways, and uh, mm-hmm. and I worked for the congressman at the time, Joe Adabo, who represented Springfield oh, wow. Gardens. Awesome! Oh wow, that's cool. something in common. Yeah. <laughs> hey John, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I have two great brothers, and I have one good uh, sister in law. Awesome! What are your brothers' names? Um, um, my eldest brother is Patrick. Uh, and my um, and my middle brother, Jamie. And my sister-in-law, Emily. So we, um, my wife and I got married, what felt like young, right out of college. 
Um, we had some living to do and some growing up to do. So we didn't have kids right away. So almost mm -hmm. 10 years later, um, I had not fully realized this, but my wife controls the universe. Um, <laughs> she, she came to me and said, all right, big fella, it is time. We are going to have some children. And she told me, we will have three children. They will be born three years apart, and they will be born in the first part of the year. Well, wow. we have three boys. They are three years apart in age, and they were born in January, February, and March. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Now, if only she could tell me who's winning the fifth race at Belmont, we would be all... <laughs> 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 so uh, my next question then is with having with John and the just the diagnosis of Down syndrome what were some of the biggest challenges that you guys faced um with growing up well let's see first we did not know that John would be born with Down syndrome um he was born in the middle of the night emergency c-section your mom mm -hmm. couldn't quite control that um and uh you know I, you you mentioned that you have four children with autism i don't know how you learned that here's how we learned john had down syndrome um shortly after his birth you know, when when he was born i held him in mm -hmm. my arms and i bent over him and you were so tiny and yet immense Mm -hmm. I was just weeping with joy. Um, I love it, Dad. But the, the covering OB came in to my wife and myself and said, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have bad news for you. It appears that your son may have a slight case of Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. And we looked and said, you know, what, what are you talking about? This is our boy. This mm -hmm. is our son. Um, so, you know, your audience may know, you know, Down syndrome is caused by having a little bit extra. Mm -hmm. All of us humans have 23 pairs of chromosomes. People with Down syndrome have an extra 21st chromosome. Right. Um, and that causes certain features that everybody shares. Um, intellectual development uh, disabilities, low muscle tone. Some things are inconsequential. If you look at the palm of your hand, you have three creases running across it. People with Down syndrome only have two. All right. But they also are more likely to develop certain medical conditions. So John, on day three of his life, needed what was tantamount to uh, intestinal bypass surgery. We, oh, wow. we didn't know... If he could survive the operation, I, I brought a Catholic priest into the hospital to baptize him. Um, he did survive. But John, like about 50% of people born with Down syndrome, was born with a significant heart defect. He had two holes in his heart and a bad valve. Uh, he couldn't grow. His heart couldn't support him. We were measuring, this seems amazing now, we were measuring John in grams. Mm, and before wow. he was three months old, mm. uh, John wound up in uh, full congestive heart failure. His heart was oh back. Gosh. 
I held that my boy in my arms and he was turning blue. Mm-hmm. Um, he needed open heart surgery. And uh, again, we didn't know if he could survive that operation, but he couldn't live without it. Right. And I had mentioned the, you know, the pre-interview that uh, um, John couldn't talk when you were a kid. Right. You, you learn sign language. You have this device that you would use to communicate. I, I, I have some up Chris. So, you know, certainly there were those challenges. But otherwise, John was John. He was the youngest of our three boys. You know, as parents, we always felt it was important to try to promote the independence of our children and to share some values. Um, mm-hmm. And we did that with John so that John was just John. Um, yeah. Right? That's, you know, oh, yeah. growing up, that that was it. We worked, um, we worked well with the teachers at school. We always viewed it as we were a team and that they had certain expertise that we didn't have. Yeah. Uh, and that generally worked well. Um and you were fortunate to have a lot of great people at school, a lot of great teachers. I do. And a good community that helped uh, that helped us. That's amazing. I think there's so, there's so much blessing in having the village, the village of the people. And I, I have a similar outlook, like just building the team around you, the people, the teachers, the therapists, the friends and family support. I mean, all of that is so essential. And um, helping the child and not just the child, but you as the parent, like I I know, I don't know about you, but when I would meet the professionals, the therapists and get face to face time with them and really have a conversation, what can I do to help? I mean, there's so much learning that happens from all of those interactions as well. uh, Well, here's an example. Um, John was in the first grade and he Mm -hmm. was in an inclusion classroom. And we met with his teachers and they said, look, we think John should transfer into a 12-1-1 classroom, into a special education classroom. Mm -hmm. Well, this is not what my wife and I wanted or expected. Mm -hmm. And we spoke around it for a bit. My my wife, you know, Carol was pretty adamant. She didn't want that. But we, we listened to the teachers and said, you know, you're the ones that see him in the classroom, mm-hmm. you're the ones with more professional training, will follow your lead. And what they said was, you know, John was getting frustrated because he knew he wasn't doing the same work as everybody else in the class. And he had an aide in the class that was helping him out. Mm-hmm. When he went into the 12-1-1 class, he blossomed, he became a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, they were absolutely right. And that's a good example where, you know, you. You got to have some humility. You have to know what you know and don't know, and right. sometimes you you got to you have to be able to trust others. Yeah, right. yeah, and I think it also mm. speaks to that every individual is different. And I know for me, as a mom with um, you know my four kids with autism, I just want them to be in the best learning environment for them. 
and you know whatever that looks like and whether it's a gen ed inclusion classroom or you know being in a self-contained special education classroom like whatever support that they need and wherever they'll thrive like you said and I just think that's a beautiful story of you know trying to navigate that and figuring out you know listening to their advice and listening to what they were saying about John's um what he was struggling with in the classroom yeah and it's Ask yourself what matters. Sure. It wasn't it wasn't the appearance that our son would be in the classroom with the others. That's really not it. You know, I, mm -hmm. recently I, I stumbled upon this question that I've asked some you know college students. Um, which would you rather have? Which would you rather receive? You turn a paper in and you get an A. And when you get the paper back, there is an A at the top and not a single mark on the paper. Well, you get a paper back and you get a B and it's all marked up. And it shows you where you had poor sentence structure or organization of your thoughts. And it questions some of the presentation. So now you can learn from it. Which would you rather? Right. Well, right. if all I care about are grades, give me the A. Yeah, That's right. all my system cares about. But if what I really want to do is learn, right? I want that other paper. I'll take the lower grade to to be able to learn. Right. Right. So, you know, we got to oh, ask ourselves all the time, what is it that matters? What yeah. is it that matters? So what came first, the crazy socks or the podcast? Oh, the crazy socks. Um, <laughs> so that's a good story. You want to tell that story? Yes. So the the story starts uh, back in the fall of 2016 in a small <laughs> log cabin in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> it starts here on suburban Long Island. And where were you? I was at a Hudson High School. It could be my last year's school. So John's trying to figure out, like everybody else, what am I going to do when school is over? Right. Um, looking at. I like a job, program, and school. I don't like. Uh, I don't like the object. I don't like. He didn't see anything he liked, and mm -hmm. you know this. You know, uh, mm -hmm. only one in five people with an intellectual development disability are. It's an right. awful situation. Yeah. With John here, he is a natural entrepreneur. Yes, I am. You didn't see a job you wanted. What'd you say? I want to create one. I want to make one. What'd you tell me? I told I told my dad I will go best with him and nice fellas that been together. He came to me and said, Dad, let's go into business together. And you know, I told you I have three sons. Mm -hmm. This is what I can work with. Um, yeah. So that was pretty cool, right? Yeah, very cool. And we had to come up with an idea. What type of business did you want to, you know, go into? What did you want to start, John? And you had a lot of ideas. I do. What What was one of them? Well, they made a food truck. A come cool. idea. Yeah. A, 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 a come idea of uh, a movie called Chef. 
and John Favreau. I uh, I either need movie about a father and son buying a food truck. So this seemed like a fun idea, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Even oh, in the yeah. country, they got food trucks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're thinking, oh, yeah. what could we make it? Where would we put it? Mm -hmm. But uh, we we ran into a problem. We can't cook. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I was just about to ask you what kind yeah. of food. <laughs> but then, <laughs> right before Thanksgiving, John had his eureka moment. I did. I want some crazy socks. Why socks? It's fun. It's colorful. Mm -hmm. It's oh, yeah. rare. It's always let me be me. I want crazy um, my whole life. We used to drive around looking for these socks for John. So we figured oh, this. Oh. if John loved them that much, surely other people would too, and we could find our tribe. Yeah. Um, so you already had the name. I got the name. That's why his name and not my name is in the business. <laughs> you had the name. I, 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 I saw a website. You had the idea to sell through a website yeah, and that we would spread oh. happiness. That was all you. Yes. Um, you probably know, you know, you advise people on grants and starting businesses. Mm -hmm. The thing to do is uh, stop everything, prepare your business plan, do your market research, your competitive analysis, your your operational plan, your financial forecast. Um, that's not what we did. We <laughs> we went the lean startup route. We said, let's get something up and running and customers will let us know. So we built a website. Got a little bit of inventory. Yes. We were bootstrapping. Uh, we recently had a student ask us, well, what exactly does bootstrapping mean? Oh. It means you have no money. Um, <laughs> and, and you got to make do with what you have. So yeah. the only marketing we did, we set up a Facebook page. And I would take out my cell phone. And we made videos. And who do you think was in those videos? I am. I talked about talk socks. I had, I had, I had cash raise. Socks, socks, and more socks. Yes. I like that. And people started sharing those videos. So what day did we open? We opened on Friday, December 9th, 2016. We didn't know what to expect. But we got, it felt like a flood of orders. We got 42 orders the first day. And most wow. of them were local. You know, we, you were in the high yeah. school. We lived in Huntington. Uh, so, mm -hmm. what did we do with those first orders? I'm hoping to drinking red boxes, but I suck in the box. About I didn't know I wrote and candy. We got these bags of Hershey's Kisses, Hershey's Kisses. ordered in the boxes, loaded up the car, drove around, and you delivered socks. I did. I have a response that love the socks. I took Aww. a picture with me in the socks and shared it on. Social media, a word again, a spread. We had customers wow. ordering again just to get John to come back to their door. Oh, um, I love it. And it were funny nights, right? It's just the two of us. So there are nights, it's after 10 o'clock at night, and John is knocking on doors. Just John with your socks. Just do something. <laughs> um, but by the end of that month, really two weeks, we had shipped 452 orders. Ooh. Wow. And we, and we knew we had something. We knew we had a business we could grow. We didn't know how fast. We didn't know how big. Um, Because <clears throat> you learn by doing. That's yeah. right. Right? So we learned. Right. 
Yes. Yes. Like one, people want to buy socks. Two, people want to buy socks from me. I wanted to buy from you. They like that personal touch of the mm -hmm. thank you note and the candy and the home deliveries. They mm -hmm. like the fact we had already pledged 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. Why the Special Olympics? I am, I, I am a Special Olympic athlete. And we learned that this young man. This is old man. We could sell socks. Oh, hell. But that idea that John had and the willingness of let's go do this. Today, how many socks do we have? We have 4,000 different kinds of socks, uh, which means I am the world's largest sock store. Yes, John's Crazy Socks is the world's largest sock store. Wow. We started just yeah. doing home deliveries in our hometown. Mm -hmm. Today, we have shipped more than 410,000 packages to 88 different countries. Wow. We've been able to create 34 jobs. 22 of those are held by people with different abilities. Wow. Uh, our giving back program has now raised $600,000 for our charity partners. Wow. And as you like to say, I should get started. Just getting started. Oh, yeah, I awesome. love that. Oh, oh my goodness. And it's what's so you know, amazing. It's, it's, wow. uh, it's a slightly different type of business model. It's a mm -hmm. social enterprise. Mm -hmm. So we have both a social purpose and a business purpose. And they feed off of each other. Right. And much of what we do is, is let's show what's possible. Right. Show, right. You know, let's show what people with differing abilities can do. Let's show you can build a business. Based on love, you can build yes. a business really based on serving others. Um, mm -hmm. And we're so fortunate to get to do that. Absolutely. Um, um, what's our mission? Spreading happiness. Spreading happiness. Spreading happiness. So, oh, I love that. You, you asked about the podcast. Yes. So that, you know, we go back to 2020, and you may have heard there was this pandemic. <laughs> yeah, I think so. yeah, I think I heard about it. Yeah. And everybody's locked down and everybody's mm -hmm. separate. So what do you do? And this is where you have to know, I think you got to know what your purpose is and your values mm -hmm. are. Because when everything is going to hell, that becomes your North Star and that keeps you on track. Sure. So for us, the first thing was we had to make sure everybody was safe. Mm -hmm. um, many of our colleagues were particularly vulnerable. You know, for John, for example, people with Down syndrome, they were not more likely to get the virus. But if they got it, they were five times more likely to be hospitalized, 10 times more likely to die. So we had to be careful. Sure. Then you look and say, well, what can we adapt? So we host school tours here. We've had more than 2,000 students come to our facility. You move those online. Right. We do a lot of speaking engagements. We had been traveling across the country, Canada, Mexico. You move those online. Mm -hmm. We wanted to say thank you to the frontline workers. We mm -hmm. created healthcare superhero socks, which have raised mm -hmm. $50,000 for frontline workers. Wow. Uh, then you look and say, well, what new opportunities are there? Mm -hmm. So one was simple. We made masks with our themes on them. But our mission is to spread happiness. How do you spread happiness if everybody is shut down and isolated? Right. 
Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do every Tuesday afternoon? Every Tuesday, I host a dance party every Tuesday at 3 p.m. John hosts an online dance party. Um, you know, you may be home, but you can sign in on Zoom and everybody will dance together. What better way to spread happiness? Oh, yeah. And we started a Facebook live show of, you know, two of us bantering, telling jokes. Yes. Right mm-hmm. now. Now we'll give you an update on John's love life. Uh, <laughs> travels. Um, yes. That got a big following. So that led us to create a podcast. What's the name of the podcast? A Spray Harry Podcast. We've just started our second season. Um, oh, first season we did 50 episodes, uh, one a week. Um, it's sharing what's on your mind. Yes. Telling some jokes. Mm-hmm. We highlight a, each episode. We highlight a business uh, that's led by or focuses on people with different abilities. Mm-hmm. We share our efforts of getting in shape. Absolutely. Right? Give that update on your love life. Yep. <laughs> so it's you know it's a half hour designed to put a smile on people's faces. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it does <laughs> for sure. Oh, I love that. I love that. And. How often is your show broadcasted? Once a week. Um, okay. It's on all the platforms, right? It's on all the podcast platforms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Uh, you look for the Spreading Happiness show with John and Mark, and you will right. find it. Right. Awesome. Like We'd love it. to share um, the link to your, or, you know, share about your podcast in the show notes that we create for the podcast. Oh, we'd think, love to do that. Yeah, and I think I received uh, an email, like all the links that send yeah. people to your website and, and your Facebook and social media. That's awesome. Awesome. So what other new things? So you've had the podcast now for a couple of years and you have the business. Do you have any new things that you're working on? Oh, isn't the- that enough? Uh, <laughs> you're just getting started. Just getting started. <laughs> so on the business side, you know, we sell direct to consumers uh, through our website and you know and that value kind of that value offering is pretty simple you're going to get great socks right we have over thirty thousand five-star reviews um but every time you buy from us you help us employ people with different abilities you help us give back most of all you help us spread happiness right. we hear all the time from people i put your socks on they just make me feel happy so <clears throat> we do that um we are growing our B2B sales, working with other businesses for years. Companies have called us up and said, hey, can you make custom socks for us? Uh, so we've been doing that. And then you know, we're very smart people. Last year, we said, huh, what do you think would happen if we marketed those services? So we make custom socks for you know companies like Microsoft and IBM and Google and but also for sweet 16 parties and weddings. Oh, cool. We get an increasing number of people that order them as wedding gifts to give out. Um, nice. We do them for small businesses. Uh, people love that. And now we are beginning to sell into the wholesale channel. So retail stores will be carrying us. Um, awesome. Just started that and just started shipping that. So you'll be able to look at your favorite retail store and find John's crazy sock and all of it. I know. So so we do that. But for us, it's um, 
more speaking engagements, reaching more people. Um, we're always looking to work with new charity partners um, mm -hmm. so that we can, uh, what we do is we, we want to highlight causes and celebrate them and then raise money for them. So here's an example. What were the first awareness socks we created? Uh, first one is a dinosaur awareness socks. And here's a good little anecdote. Um, it's January of 2017, so we're just getting started. We learned firsthand nobody buys anything in January because they spent all their money at the holiday. <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> yeah, right. So we're looking, you know, what can we do? And that's when we learned that people celebrate World Down Syndrome Day by wearing crazy socks. Oh, yes. When is World Down Syndrome Day? On March 21st, <clears throat> I, I celebrate a World Down Syndrome Day. Um, now, you would have thought we knew that in advance, but we're, we're not that smart. Um <laughs> So at that time, we were only selling other people's socks. We go mm -hmm. looking for a Down syndrome-themed sock. Nobody in the world made them. Hmm. But my partner says, what do you want to do? I want to create one. I want to make one. So he designed the world's first Down syndrome awareness sock. And wow. now we've gone on and created a whole line of, we have a whole line of Down syndrome-themed products, autism-themed mm -hmm. products. They yeah, raise money for the Autism Society of America, United awesome. Cerebral Palsy yeah. Socks. Where you, you know, uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This morning was going back and forth. We were introducing a line of military-themed socks. And oh, I think really? we should wind up supporting the USO. Um, nice. We have to finalize that. But, uh, sure, sure. Because, you know, the, That's great. it's not enough just to sell stuff. Yeah. Right. You got yeah. um, Absolutely. I what do you say are the keys to happiness? Uh, it you and do for others. The more we do for others, the better off we are. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. I love that insight and that vision that you have. So you told us what's gonna be coming in the future, which is which is awesome. Um, what advice, and you know, either of you can answer this question, what advice would you give others that want to start a nonprofit or a business or even just spreading happiness? Um, I'm my... let me go first because I can't go after you. <laughs> You're always so good. You you do the drop mic thing. Drop mic. When if you're starting an organization, you have to start with understanding your purpose, what you're about, and if there's one thing you got to do, you got to believe. You have to believe in that. Don't do what others are doing. Know what you're about. Know what your values are. If you don't do that you're going to be lost. So mm -hmm. 
Um, I can add, we'd be glad to talk to people that are looking for help starting an organization. We try to help folks. We are introducing a new program called JCS Champions, which is in response because we hear from a lot of families that say, you know, what can we do for our child? We want to do mm -hmm. something. So JCS Champions will put people with differing abilities into their own business by giving them a business in a box. It'll be a oh. micro business. Um, mm. What they'll be able okay. to do is sell our products at mm -hmm. farmers okay. markets, craft fairs, uh, yeah. you know, maybe go oh. to a store in town okay. and set up That's a stand. Cool. Um, yeah. For enrollees, we're going to provide them with six weeks of training so they know how to run a business. We're oh, working with a U.S. bank to connect them with credit card processing. Mm -hmm. Then we'll give them selling stands, oh, so awesome. inventory, signage, and ongoing support. It's not a franchise. It's not our business. It's their business. They can mm -hmm. do that. It's designed so they can continue to receive benefits but still have a business. But if you want mm -hmm. to grow it, sell other things, that's your business. Sure. Right. So, uh, all of that you can find at our website. Now that I've rambled, what's your advice? My advice, follow your heart, follow your dreams, work hard, and more importantly, so you can do. That's beautiful. That's why I didn't want to follow them. Oh, yeah, I, you can't follow that. Sure. No way. Yeah. <laughs> you can't follow that. That's awesome. And I I I think it's beautiful what you guys are have created. And um the support you clearly have an, a wonderful village of um support and love and and it shows in what you're doing and it's beautiful. We're very fortunate. Um we work with great people here. We have a great team of people. We're very fortunate. I have another question. Um, how did you grow your team to from starting the two of you to now having um twenty? You know, you said I think you said thirty four employees, twenty two, right. twenty two of which um have differing abilities. How how did how did that um come about for you guys? Well. You know, first understand the, the nature of the business. You can see us as having two parts. Mm -hmm. uh, one, think about it as the business, the front end. It's running the website, the social media, and the email, yeah. designing and sourcing socks. It's all of that work. Then we do our own fulfillment. Um, anybody who sells online has to have a pick and pack warehouse. Orders mm -hmm. come in. You pick them, you pack them, and you send them out. Many people outsource that. We do it ourselves because we want to create jobs and because it lets us personalize the package. Right. So um, over time, we would add positions in both. But I'll focus mm -hmm. for now just on the warehouse part. Um, that's a boom business. And we hear all the time, we can't find good workers. Mm -hmm. Well... Over the years, we're now in our seventh year. Uh, we have drawn from three labor pools, people with differing abilities, moms, because we schedule people in four-hour shifts. It's mm -hmm. not heavy lifting. You're just picking socks. So right. you can put your kid on the bus in the morning 
and pick your kid up in the afternoon. There have been some dads in there. Uh, Then general laborers, people that want a a job that starts at $15 an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, By far, the best labor pool for us are people with different abilities. They want to be there. They're enthusiastic. They never miss. They show up. They do great work. Um, So that's who we draw from. We work with uh, social service agencies. So we don't start hiring when we have an opening Mm -hmm. because of those tours we do. And Mm -hmm. we we host work groups and we work with social service agencies that will use us as an assessment site. They'll bring somebody in here. We'll give them work to do for a day. They get to assess their abilities. When we have an opening, we have a lot of people that know about us and they were able to self-select and say, oh, I'd like to work there. And the social service agencies know these are the type of people that succeed there. So we never have a shortage of people. In fact, I feel a lot of pressure to grow the business so we can create more jobs for people. Um, And, and, you know, want to be really clear. Mm -hmm. This is good business. You know, if you got to know us, you'd yeah. see that John here is a very nice guy. I am not. <laughs> if you're going to work here, you got to find that hard to believe. <clears throat> you know, you have to produce, and that's what our mm-hmm. folks do. So the results, we have an error rate of less than 0.3 of 1%. This wow. is oh, my goodness. And wow. we do same-day shipping. So if an order wow. comes in today, it is going out today. You know, wow. that's we do better shipping than Amazon. And Jeff Bezos over on Amazon, he's not putting a thank you note in candy in those packages. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, you yeah. we're always trying to share with other businesses, you know, this is going to be good for you. Right. Don't tell me you oh, can't find enough good workers. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So if they want to get in touch with you, www.john. What's our website? How do people get a hold of us? I, I, you can find us at John's Crazy Socks.com. John's Crazy Socks.com. Um, you get great socks. You're going to help us employ people with different abilities. You're going to help us give back. You're going to spread happiness. If you go to the bottom of the page, <laughs> there is all sorts of information. You can sign up for the dance party. You can find out about the podcast. We just announced the winner of our annual Autism Can Do Scholarship. Three scholarships, top prize is $5,000. Um, oh somebody on the autism spectrum. Very complicated. You have to be able to design a pair of socks. Um, and you don't have to be a designer to do it. None right. of them. Right. Done that this is our fifth year doing that. You uh to find out about the JCS Champions program or getting tours. We do virtual tours. You can find out yeah. about having us come in as speakers. Um you like doing the speaking engagements. I do. It makes <laughs> it, we get people, they laugh, you put mm-hmm. some in tears. I tell you, stop making people cry. <laughs> Um, and then you get standing ovations. And the best thing we get is you know, we don't really market that. We haven't figured that out yet. Mm-hmm. But we get a lot of them simply because 
somebody heard us here and they hire us for to speak at a different mm -hmm. event. Um, so, but yes, johnscrazysocks.com. And um, if you reach out to us there, mm -hmm. the email there, um, if you got a, a question for us, if we can help somebody, we're going to respond to you. But okay. plus you can find us on all the social media platforms, sure. Facebook, we have what, 240,000 followers. Wow. Uh, Instagram and TikTok. Got a lot of friends. TikTok, <laughs> I think you're up to 65,000 people. You like doing those TikTok videos. I do. All right. But the Chinese love it too. Right. <laughs> um, and you can find us on LinkedIn. Uh, cool. <coughs> we try to connect with people. Um, We've done some consulting for companies that want to learn how to hire people, but you know we, we're going to want to help you anyway, any way we can. That's awesome, John. One one more question: What has been your favorite speaking experience? Favorite place, and what was who? Who were you talking to? Um, my family that um, uh, my family is a. Florida one, a uh, protected harbor. You like the God's protected harbor one down in Florida, now near Naples? Except yeah. every time you ask John, he gets stung by this favorite because you like them all. I do. You like going to Vegas and speaking at the Microsoft people. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. 5,000 okay. people yeah. there. You like that? Yeah. Wow. You like we did a tour with the U.S. State Department in Canada. You like that? I do. Wow. You like it when we speak at universities. We just spoke at Adelphi. You like that? Or Vanderbilt oh. or Stanford, you like that. Nice. Plus, wow. we've testified twice before. Two weeks ago, we were before the United Nations. You like that? Yes. Oh, wow. my goodness. Wow. That's and, amazing. And he um, really is. You don't get nervous. There, there was a time, this was great fun. We were invited to, to introduce, or John was invited to introduce the New York Knicks before a basketball game at Madison mm. Square Garden. Mm. So we get down there early before mm -hmm. any of the fans are in. The teams are warming up and the announcers start coming in. It was very cool for me because mm -hmm. I got to be the childhood hero, Walt Frazier. This was very cool. Oh, awesome. <laughs> but one of the announcers, a very nice guy named Al Trotwick, pulled John aside and was trying to give him advice on how not to get nervous and not to be anxious. And I didn't have the heart to tell him, like, don't worry about it, pal. This guy, he's got it. <laughs> and when the time came, John stood at center court of Madison Square Garden, 22,000 people. They turned all the lights off. They put the spotlight on John. And you killed it. I did. How do you wind up? What was the end of it? Uh, you are New York Knicks. And he brought that out. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Great stuff. Oh, my gosh. What an experience. Oh, my gosh. That's exciting. That's big. That's a big deal. It's like a wow. one in a lifetime we, type of thing. We're very fortunate. And, you know, we, things always operate on multiple levels. It's good for the business. Like, we've, we've been very fortunate with a lot of media coverage. You know, CBS Evening News, Good Morning America, PBS, Fox and Friends has had us on 15 times. Um, wow. 
But you do some of these things, and I'm so fortunate to get to do them with my son, mm-hmm. right? To, to just you know, be sitting down in the U.S. Capitol and just pause for a moment and realize that my son and I are speaking to members of Congress and, uh, you know, giving testimony. Yes. How awesome. How wonderful. What an advocate. You guys are advocates for so many people in the disability community. You've gotten in front of so many important people to share your story and represent. Well, Uh, the business has given us a platform. Sure. And media begets media. Yeah. But that creates an obligation on our part. Mm -hmm. If we get that opportunity, then... We have an obligation to speak up. Right. Uh, I'll give you an anecdote. This is a fun anecdote. I'll tell them this story about, you know, the one. Yeah, um, I did, yeah. So we're going to, we're down on Capitol Hill one day. And a customer from Houston calls the office and says, listen, uh, are they really there on Capitol Hill? The colleague says, yes. Well, my mother works there and she'd love, she's a big fan of John's and would love to meet John. Do you think that's possible? And our colleague said, sure, here's Mark's cell phone number. Have your mother text her contact information. Mm-hmm. Who was mom? Uh, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. I just knew. I don't know why I knew. But I knew. So, <laughs> oh. We get escorted in to, to meet with Miss Pelosi. And, and we're in a bad way in this country. We. Mm-hmm. If we disagree with people, we vilify them. And we lose the humanity of our elected officials. So I don't care where you are on the political spectrum. Among other things, Nancy Pelosi is an 80-year-old Italian grandmother. So we come in, and she's all hugs and smiles. And she takes out pictures of socks that she had given former President Bush, George H.W. Bush, Bush the Elder. Because John had somewhat famously become sock buddies with the former president. And this is warm and wonderful. And we Mm -hmm. take photos and everybody's loving it. Mm -hmm. You see, now we have that opportunity. That creates an obligation. So when we're done taking the photos, it's like, but Miss Pelosi, we do have to talk to you. And let's sit down for a minute. We're going to ask you and tell you we need to repeal Section 14C of the Fair Labor Standard Act of 1938 mm-hmm. that allows employers to pay people with a disability less mm-hmm. than minimum wage. So yes. there are 200,000 people in this country being paid as little as 25 cents an hour. Oh my gosh. You're going to take pictures with us. We are going to sit right. and talk about this. Right. And, and that's, you know, that's where it goes. You know, sure. it's I love it. Friday. This just so happens. Friday. We, we're going to be going meeting with Andrew Garbarino, who's a local mm-hmm. guy. Um, mm-hmm. We've done things with him before. We're going over because we asked him to mm-hmm. join the Congressional Down Syndrome Caucus. And he and the next day he did. So we're going over his office just to say thank you. But we're also going to talk about a couple pieces of legislation that are up. So we're, wow. Last week was on the phone and sending emails um, because in New York, and there are a number of states looking at legislation like this, there's a bill pending that would require 
medical professionals to share up-to-date information with parents who receive a Down syndrome diagnosis and to offer information to connect them with um, support groups so mm -hmm. that nobody ever again has to listen to somebody come in and say, I'm so sorry. Right. They should be coming in with balloons and cheering and saying congratulations. Right. So we get to do these things. Beautiful. Fortunate we are. Yeah. Beautiful. I think it's wow. it's so great. With yeah. opportunity comes obligation. And that is just resonating with me. And I thank you so much for sharing your story and all of these wonderful stories of the opportunities that you have had to talk with other people, people in very important positions that can really do something to make change legislation and change um, the world. And you guys are doing that. Well, I got a great partner and he, uh, you do. He, John <laughs> takes people as they come. There, there was a time we were speaking at an event for EY. EY used to be on uh, Ernst and Young. They changed their name to clarify things. I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but so we're in a side room waiting to go on the stage. And there's lots of people around and conversations going on. And then all of a sudden the door opens and in comes Carmine DeCibio, who is the worldwide CEO for EY. Now, EY has close to 300,000 employees. Wow. He comes in the room and everything changes. This is like God on earth for these people. Right. <laughs> right. Everybody changes except John. John. John had met him before. They got along well. It's like, Carmine, how are you? <laughs> the next thing you know, they're talking baseball and they're talking socks. <laughs> because <laughs> he's just a guy. Yeah. Right? right? right. That's right. Yep. That is right. You know, it's... Oh. I love I love you too. Yeah. You guys are really inspirational and I'm going to probably leave this podcast just feeling good inside and also looking up the next dance party. Yeah. Because I want to attend. <laughs> well, part of it that you know is if you listen to us, we're just a couple knuckleheads sewing socks. <laughs> you know, it's just socks. <laughs> At the same time, all we want to do is Change the world. Absolutely, Dad. We should get started. And if we can do it, if we can do it, you you can do it, and your and your listeners can do it. Um, and at the end of the day, we may have the world's largest sock store, but we're not really a sock store. Socks become the physical manifestation for the story and the mission. I love it. I love, it. I love that. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so much to you both. Yes. Well, and thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Put a plug in again, buddy. Yes. Show some socks. Yes, I does that. Check out Sean's crazy sock.com. Check yes. it out. <laughs> yes. I was looking. I saw you have compression socks. I Which saw that too. Yeah. I love. Too. Um, so I can't wait to get a pair. I'm a nurse. I wear I work 12 hour shifts too. So I love those compression socks for me and my nurse friends. We love those and we have more coming. We're working with a podiatry group to make uh, to make doctor indoors compression socks.
And do you want to give a shout out that they can use on their podcast? It's the Living Inspired Podcast. I you're listening to an inspired living podcast. Okay, I love it. The Living Inspired Podcast. You had it backwards. You said inspired living. It's good to have inspired living, but the name of the podcast is the Living Inspired Podcast. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. You are listening to Living, living Inspired Podcast. There we go. Yeah. Thank you, John. I love that, John. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you.